Hello, and you are listening to a TV junkyard podcast. Engage. Idly hope. Hey now. Suit up. Time. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Hello, IT. You tried turning it off and on again. I'm ready. I'm ready. I feel ready. Hi ho, tone deaf neighbor. This is my own private domicile, and I will not be harassed, bitch. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And may I suggest the footing of your ass? You want to play me hard? Phrasing. No idea. Well, then you better nut up. Phrasing. Do people ever hit you? Well, only when I'm talking. One person's annoying is another person's inspiring and heroic. So, you know, who are we to judge? What do you think about that? Uh, I, think, I think my voice is annoying. It is, and it's your best quality. Wait a minute, and what? Away we go. Hello there. Oh. That was cute. That was, that was in sync. Mm. Even, one might say. Yeah. I thought you were more of a Backstreet guy. I was more of a Backstreet guy, but I've seen the light ever since uh, Justin Timberlake <laughs> told me how to get my sexy back. Yeah, it's like a 12-step program. Yeah, one, you put your dick in the box. Two. <laughs> <laughs> we never we, we never got past step one, David and I. <laughs> we're like, we're like how, uh, uh, Mr. Timberlake, sir, um, how do I get my dick out of the box? So so much so that we actually forgot the actual step one, which was cut a hole in the box. Nope, we just, <laughs> just, plop, just like, right through the grip, right through the wrapping paper. Yeah. Kool-Aid man hulking it, just right through. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Speaking of Marvel characters, uh, we're continuing. We haven't even announced uh, which podcast we are, so that's a, oh, a TV, thing we didn't do. TV, TV Junkyard. Yeah, um, welcome back to the TV Junkyard podcast, the show that never truly ends. Or starts. Or it starts. <laughs> it's, we're around. We, we show up when we need to. Yeah, we do show up on occasion. And this occasion being part two of our Spider-Man month. Yeah. Where we have been exploring the deep, dark secrets of our best web-headed friend, Peter like, Parker. Like the rejected shows. Like the rejected children in our lives. Oh, wait, we're the yeah. rejected children. Yeah, we are definitely the rejected children. Speaking of Peter Parker, today we are doing something, a, a show mm. about Spider-Man. You, you <laughs> oh forgot. <laughs> I did, I did, I definitely <laughs> forgot. So uh, today on the uh, TV Junkyard Podcast, uh, we're exploring one of the lesser-known Spider-Man titles. You know, as All you remember them. last week, uh, we did Spider-Man 81, which is already a little a little under the radar, a little unnoticeable, but you know, you still see some... Totally forgettable. Oh, completely forgettable. But still, you know, there's a couple memes out there. Every once in a while, you'll see a YouTube joke compilation. You know, there's that gif floating around Facebook of Spider-Man being sexy on the track. You know, there's there's at least some semblance of, of people knowing what this show was. I mean, personally, I'm for um, serial killer Aunt May. But, I mean, that's the old episode. <laughs> what are we doing now? What's our next one, well, David? See, we're doing something a little more obscure. And uh, one of the one of the points of Spider-Man history that is so left behind in the dirt that uh, this costume is not in the PS4 Spider-Man. And believe me, every costume is on the PS4 Spider-Man. Ooh, that's pure rejection. It is. It's pure rejection. I mean, they put in, like, literally, they put... Peter Parker with his head in a garbage bag in the Fantastic Four suit. Well, that well, yeah, that goes without saying. But not but this they one. Didn't we're really include Spider. <laughs> we're, we're really teasing this. What, what, David? Goddamn it! Where we fucking? Where we? Were, yeah. We we are doing Spider-Man Unlimited.
I, I get this sense you probably don't know which show we're talking about, and ooh, ooh. I wouldn't blame you. I do. But I do. You do. So I why do. don't you take it away? Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, Spider Man. Yes, he's a man. But not quite, not quite a spider. But not quite a man. Spider Man Unlimited is uh, where we're going with this one. Uh, it was like what late late nineties, early thousands. Yeah, it was the early thousands, late nineties that the Spider Man came out. Uh, it came out after the the adventures what not the adventures of spider-man what the fuck it's am a, I on? it's it's technically a direct sequel to the spider-man animated series it is and it isn't <laughs> it and was I, it's uh, i hang very heavy on the word technically yeah it uh it was definitely it was it was the next show to come after the animated series that ran until what 90 94 no it ran up until this one premiered i think so i think it ended in 98 and then spider-land Unlimited dropped in '99, at least as far as memory serves. But the the point is, it's it's an extremely loose continuation. Basically, the only thing that could that could, that brings both shows together is for a brief moment during the first episode they play the old theme and do the old sound effect for this spider <laughs> sense, which gets dropped immediately after episode two and on. So um yeah, that's it. That's all. That's but what it is is it's a radically different Spider-Man. It is, and uh, it was made by the. Saban, who, who's the same people who did Power Rangers. So if you get the company that does Power Rangers, wanted to do the animated Spider-Man series, and then they're like, yeah, let's let's adopt, like, do an adaptation of the first 26 issues of Amazing Spider-Man. And then, like, and Sony and Marvel just go like, hold your dick there, horse sauce. Uh, we're making a Spider-Man movie that we're not talking about quite yet, so you can't do that shit. So you're gonna have to do your own shit. And, th- and then Saban is just like, oh, okay, how about... Uh, an original idea where Spider-Man is stranded on a counter-Earth in which Ben Parker did not die. Thus, Peter Parker lacked the moral fortitude to resist becoming Venom. And Marvel Comics is like, yeah, no, we don't like that idea. Uh, we don't like the story, story of two par- par- uh, Peter Parkers. Like, no one's going to want to watch a series where you have more than one Spider-Man. I'm looking huh? at the mic right now. They, they did not predict uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, universe, uh, everything. Well, I mean, but... to be fair, this is coming off of the heels of the Clone Saga, which... Yeah, you know, that's a love it, or, love it or leave it series of its own right. You know True. what I mean? So instead, they come up with this story where Spider-Man does go to like, uh, well, John Jameson goes into space as he does. Some shit happens because of the symbiotes, Venom and Carnage. He ends up on a counter Earth that's an Earth located on the far side of the sun. Okay. Anyways, so you know the whole story is Spider-Man goes to save him. And, you know, get stranded there in a bunch of hijinks. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I actually really enjoyed this show when it came out when I was a kid. I'm probably one of the few, from what I, I didn't, I didn't know this had a lot of fucking backlash. I'm gonna tell you this much. Like, it's only in this past year that I learned that, like, oh, people really did not like that sh- this show. And I'm yeah, like, oh, I love it. That seems to be the general consensus. Either people don't like it or they don't remember it. There isn't, I mean, you, the show has its fans, you amongst them um i, mean, I myself, enjoyed it i actually myself liked... someone included like yeah. I, I don't hate on it i don't think it's necessarily bad it's just strange <laughs> it's just strange it's and a strange you show. could definitely you could definitely tell saban had its influence when you think <laughs> uh what the main uh people which is a really terrible way to phrase it but like the 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 the, the main villain and the plot is all around this group of people called bestials which oh, yeah. look like literal power rangers villains aka I am a man tiger. I am a man. Man ram. I'm a bird and a person and more. Uh, and the high man. evolutionary looks <laughs> like he's basically the male version of Rita. You know, that Rita, yeah. yeah. I got you, Rangers. <laughs> An excellent job.
Uh, I mean, I know what you're saying. I'm just, yeah, I'll agree. (laughs) It it is definitely clearly a human wearing like these over the top costumes, which it's funny because it's animated. So it's just like, oh wow, they drew the cost like the costumes that you see, like forty weird bulky costumes, like shoulder pads are just fucking Saban just. Yeah, it's you can tell it's got that fingerprint on it, and uh, <laughs> I guess we we should. That's a really good segue into say, well, what exactly makes Spider-Man Unlimited so different compared to everything else? Well, first and foremost, it's never seen again after this. This is a, a completely unique Spider-Man and a completely unique setting. I think it got a comic spin-off that also went under pretty quickly. Yeah, and this, the show only got thirteen episodes. It I ended on a cliffhanger. I don't even think uh, this version of Spider-Man's in the Spider-Verse. Oh, actually, allegedly... Oh, is he? Uh, in one of the stories... Give me a second here. Um, I saw this on Wikipedia. Uh, he... There was a massive... There was one of... There's always a massive Spider-Man event of some kind in the comics. But um, he does show up in one of the Spider-Man comics. Like, when there was, like, a major Spider-Man, Spider-Verse crossover event. Uh, I can't remember the name of the event. Uh, they briefly, like... he he's a, Spi- he's a Spider-Man universe that got wiped out. And all that was left was, like, the costume. Like, laying on rubble or some shit. So, like, if they're like, here's a slight nod, right? Does that eh, kind of work? So, no, well, at least give you the suit. <laughs> Partly but, damaged, but, yeah. But not in PS4. No, um, not in PS4. What do you think about the suit? I don't know. I'm still, I'm still not super pleased with it because <laughs> I, I can tell what they were going for. They were, like, trying to, to make almost, like, an in-between between the normal spider suit and the 2099 spider suit. Should we say what the suit is for those who might not know? Oh, well, yeah, we absolutely should. With the all-new, all-improved Spider-Man. This year's fully loaded model features nanotechnology, discreetly borrowed from the lab of Reed Richards. This scientific marvel features billions of microscopic robots working in harmony to make one spiffy set of duds, complete with optional anti-symbiote device. The big, the big thing is it has a cape, and so, it's made out of nanomachines. Yeah, so the, the the suit is made out of nanomachines, uh, and it's and it's black and red with a giant red spider, and it has like these outlines of blue. But yeah, there's a fucking cape. It's a web cape. Um, and I and I think there might even be webbing under his armpits too. Like no, it's in, just the cape. I think. Oh, is it just the cape? Yeah. I, I don't remember. Oh uh, no, wait. That's just that's the the spider suit he has for like literally one episode. They have kind yes, of like a more classic Spider-Man. They do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, David. I loved I loved this suit when I was a when I was ten. 10 or 9 when this came out when i saw it i loved it i love the whole concept well, of it i love the fact that it's made of nano machines like he just hits this watch and it just surrounds his covers his body instantly uh the cape doesn't even bother me <laughs> and it's not a very long cape it's like the same like cape that you get when you shop and buy those like those uh superhero t-shirts from spencer's and <laughs> they have like the short ass cape yeah yeah that's how long this cape is and it's tattered i liked it uh i still don't hate it <laughs> i have to admit I, I don't hate it i just don't see the like it it's just one of those things like, well, you don't really need it. and You never needed a cape. I, no one needs a cape. I thought, I thought it was really funny because there is one scene where he's literally like hanging upside down and the cape is blocking his face, but he was smart enough to make it see through so he can still watch as his cape is over his face. There is so, that. But, oh, that's another thing. Uh, with his new suit, it has upgrades in it. It's kind of like Star oh, yeah. Nanotech. Uh, he can turn invisible <laughs> uh, that he somewhere uses to some success he, unless he, he uses it he, he uses it a lot like yeah. at least like he, he never overuses it i think they try to keep it to be kind of in, in special circumstances only sort of thing i thought she'd never leave his stealth mode really heats up the suit yeah but it also has anti-symbiote 
tech. So I was going to whole... say, unlike the Sonics, which he uses in pretty much every situation he can think of to use the Sonics. But but then it gets damaged, and then they expl- and that carries on throughout the story. And his brief mentions of like, hey, I got to get this fixed because it puts me in a vulnerable situation. So there's certain elements of consistency, and like, it's not a dumb story. Like, it's no different from any other Spider-Man. Um, it is very different from a Spider-Man show in some yeah, some it's... extents, but not the weirdest fucking Spider-Man. It's far from the worst, um, and we can definitely get down to that in a minute. But we pr- should probably talk about the other big, oh. big, big differences. And that would be the High Evolutionary and the Bestial Society, and yeah. what that all is. Well, the society consists like of two class systems where humanoid-animal-hybrid like creatures are in charge. Man, a planet where apes drive SUVs? Let's see. Beast girl? Monkey woman? Giraffe guy? What is this? The Manhattan Island of Dr. Moreau? As for the humans, not so much. So humans are slaves. They're well, not guy slaves. Called... They're, they're, they're lower class citizens. They're second class super, citizens. Super lower class, yeah. though. Like They live in the bottom of the, the giant city. It's kind of like, it's very much like a Planet of the Apes situation without oh, the actual slave situation. Like, they can't enslave you but they can they they can just fucking take your ass and take you <laughs> and, and I, this was all by done by a man called the high evolutionary oh yeah who basically just decided yeah humans suck i'm gonna make a better universe <laughs> though he looks fucking human well he is fucking human he is like, human or something we don't i, I don't know what he is exactly they, they never get the chance to explain it um but yeah he, he wears a lot of eyeliner i think and then he has his he has his four knights. Know you, spider creature, that we are the knights of Wondegore, plenipotentiaries, most puissant of the high evolutionary himself. Yeah. Sir Sir Little Bitch, otherwise known as Sir Ram. In truth, he has a sense of humor. Sir uh, fucking Ram. Yeah. Uh, Sir Tiger, spelled Sir Tiger. with a Y. Uh, Lady Vermin and Lady uh, Aurora Borealis. Ursula. The bear. Ursula. Ursula. Yeah, Ursula. Ursula bear. Bo- <laughs> was a bear. He's a bear. Very, and, very uh, Russian accent. <laughs> Very Basically, fake they're the main villains. Uh, Sir Ram is is kind of more villainy than the other four because he's kind of the little bitch and like. I shall indeed kick your butt. He's the sin- he's the he's the sinister scientist. Yeah, he's very Doc Ock in his own right. You know, in another context, the idea of a goat man dressed like a doctor might be amusing. Well, uh, Lady Vermin is just kind of there. Um, to to be like a really awkward romance for Peter. We should not do battle, stranger, for you are most fair to Lady Vermin's eyes, and you are most rat-like to my own. <laughs> Flatterer. Um, oh, I loved it. <laughs> I don't know why I loved it. And to think, I didn't know you cared. This is so awkward. Well, she's um, voiced by Jennifer Hale, who does. If anyone knows the actress Jennifer Hale, she's not a lot of things. Um, that's it. And Lady Ursula is basically the muscle. <laughs> and Sir Tiger is like the leader who's like, I'm definitely, if 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 you were on my side, we could be friends, sort of. But be he human or bestial, tis certain that he is a valiant warrior. <laughs> Listen to Tony here. He's great. Oh, Sir Tiger? Yeah. Yeah. He's the, he's the one who might have like the most amount of honor and understanding about some shit. Um, yeah, I feel I feel like they were gonna turn him eventually, but we never got that chance. And then, no. yeah, they're on Counter Earth, and it's basically the situation we described, where like the Beast Seals are definitely above humans. Humans are trash, and so of course it's humans... not much different from two twenty twenty. So, 
Yeah, it's yeah. we're still doing yeah, good not, with not our animal. different. Yeah, I mean, our animal overlords have they're not as vicious as these uh, the ones in the show. So I'm like, eh, I don't mind the oppression. <laughs> uh, then we have. Uh, so basically, of course, with all this oppression going around, there's of course going to be freedom fighters. Yeah. And uh, these are kind of the main allies of Spider-Man, and also surprisingly enough, a good amount of the storylines and the general flow of the show are based around basically the freedom fighters and how Spider-Man interacts and helps them out. Spider-Man's put in like this weird like in between of both worlds because people like like you have you got the animal humanoid high society. Uh, and then you got the human society, and you got Spider Man, and nobody knows like, are you Spider or are you Man? He so he's like, well, yeah, he's he's accepted he's and situ- hated by both. Right, he's in one of those situations where every beast deal thinks he's human, and every human thinks he's a beast deal, and this is yeah, it's not a fun time. I um, well, you know what? I'll, here, I'll argue this though. Uh, I will say that in this Counter Earth, Spider Man is probably as Spider Man, not necessarily Peter Parker, but Spider Man is given a lot more respect by everybody like he he's not like he's kind of like this renegade on either side and so he gets like this unique like in between position but nobody real like nobody like just flat out hates spider-man like they do on earth and the first episode so yeah without saying like anybody who stops every time he stops someone's evil deed yeah they hate him but i'm saying well, like I, I was oh, just gonna say i feel like sir ram does vehemently hate spider-man like from yeah, moment one like i think he hates fun too he looks like the type of asshole who hates everything now stand aside insect i keep telling you it's arachnid and what gives the last time i saw you guys you wanted to chase me all over the lower east side kick my butt and slice me up six ways to sunday make no mistake parasite i shall indeed kick your butt and slice you up six ways to Sunday and take great pleasure in doing so. But presently, more pressing matters rob me of such an enticing diversion. Um, also, he's a ram. <laughs> um, but anyways, like in the first ep- like the first two episodes, or like the first episode mainly of this show, it shows like Spider-Man is blamed for James, uh, John Jameson's. Is it John Jameson's? Yeah, it's John. John, John Jameson. Jameson. It's not a uh, J. John Jameson. Yeah, it's not a jo- it's John Jameson. You know, his they blame Spider-Man for the accident, and they're just like, oh, last straw. Like, I hate him, and they're going to fuck him up. Uh, and they're showing, like, they really fucking hate Spider-Man even more so, like, burning Spider-Man dolls and shit in the street type of, like... And, like, other costume heroes disowning him. Just Right. Yeah. Like, he's full-out rejected, and he's like, well, maybe it doesn't seem like such a bad idea to, you know, yeah, leave Earth, leave my wife behind to try to save John. That should get me some good graces. Don't get me wrong, he's always trying to go back, but I'm just like... Fuck Peter, you might as well just fucking stay. If it wasn't for MJ, I think you have it set here. Well, I feel like season like they that was an arc they were gonna start up in season two. Like they were generally building that pump work, like because he had a couple chances to to leave and he ends up staying behind or is forced to stay behind. And yeah. you can tell, like, he even says at one point, there's this other lady, uh, who's basically the MJ stand in in this show. Who you and have course, in notes labeled as not MJ. <laughs> yeah, she's literally not MJ, but uh Dr. Nako. Who told who has a son. But she's married. Oh yeah, obviously. she's married to the to the Green Goblin. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Probably. <laughs> so we, we were never officially told, but it's basically. Yeah. Basically. It's, uh, very quickly before we segue into that point, let's talk about I'll say about this about the Freedom Fighters. Uh, surprise, they're actually led by John Jameson because after he crashed, because even though it's only been a few days, he somehow became the leader of this group. Um. Anyways, so he has them, and they're 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 a rag, ragtag group of people. And for side characters, they are given a lot of time to steal the show, and I feel like they're they're my favorite characters in the show. Like each like one gets super interesting because it's got like those those tape powers has um, a really, really interesting backstory. 
Then you got the the British guy Bromley or whatever. Oh, uh, I think he's Australian. Australian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Australian uh, friend who uh... <laughs> who has a mom tattoo. Who has the heart and it says mom tattooed on his arm, and he wears like a fucking polka dot pink polka dot tie for some fucking reason, even though his trench coat has no sleeves. Like he ripped yeah. off the sleeves of his trench. There's these characters are characters. <laughs> but and and he has a whole episode basically dedicated to him, and it's a it's oh, a good episode. It's a solid plot point. Yeah. And then the the fun. the leader that's not John Jameson, the former leader, she gets her own episode, and it's a really good episode and really oh, interesting oh. plot points. Um, but um, like going back to Git though, I think Git has the saddest fucking backstory. Oh, for sure. Git 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 was my hook. Git gets um, what Git Git is what kept me watching Spider Man Unlimited. Like. Granted, he doesn't get used again after this episode very much, but still, like... Well, that's the thing, like, I didn't rewatch this... I didn't watch this series until, like, this year. So, like, 20 years later, I... Uh, so, from what I remembered from this show was the awesome suit, the symbiotes were weird and different. Uh, yeah, I'll get are. to that in a moment. I remember the basic the plot of the show, and Git, I really remember Git. And, like, David's right. Git actually doesn't show up much, but his one episode, like, really stuck with me. For people who don't know, like, who don't know who Git is, Git, uh, he doesn't talk because he was experimented by Sir Ram as a child. And he was turned into, like, this living bandage. So he looks like a mummy with, like, one of those Burger King kids from the 90s hair. He looks like Star Wars wrapped up in bandages, essentially. Kind of. Like, very... It's very 90s. It's very... Well, like, like if they did him in the 90s. Hair. Yeah. Like, he has goggles, spiky blonde hair, but the rest... And, and a red trench coat, but literally the rest of them are bandages, which he can unravel himself and turn into, like, snake-like bandages and weave through shit, and then reassemble. And it's like, how the... F what the fuck was Sir Ram trying to fucking do? Making a human band-aid? Like, I don't get, like, how he works as a, as a creature in general. I'm like, it's... I... Uh, it, I'm, like, dumbfounded by, like, the existence of a being who is just a ribbon. Um, also very Power Rangers. Very, yeah. But he's a really, like, he's a very simple... Funny enough, despite that being his description, and he has, like, no dialogue. He has to be, like, the easiest fucking uh, thing for a voice actor to do. It's a joke because there's clearly no voice actor for this character. But anyways, uh, he he's also the most sympathetic, like, Karen. He has the most characters. So, you know, props to the animators uh, and the story writers um, for, for Git. Bobby really yeah. focused on Git. Well, Git's cool. The, the whole... Uh... The whole, uh, yeah, all the Freedom Fighters, they're, they're basically the best fighters of the show. And, uh, yeah. And, of course, uh, there was not MJ, Dr. Naoko Jones. Oh, you know, right. what, you know what I thought was fun? What was that? Uh, the In Counter-Earth, there are alternative versions of Spider-Man villains, but they're not always villains. Sometimes they're anti, they're mainly anti-heroes type situations, like vigilantes. Um, Honestly, only one of them was the villain, and then one was a mercenary and two were will be discussed shortly yes because they're um, interesting they are so they do this cool reimagining of spider-man villains um unless <laughs> unless you're electro then you're just a stupid fish yeah there's one that does like so they redid green goblin vulture craven and electro and like david well, said electro is just a fucking he's an eel that's what he is. electro electro gets the short end of the circuit this time yeah he's just kind of like a goon in a way in charge of the electric plant <laughs> yeah but what i don't know you you what about you with the reimagined villains you want to touch on them i mean oh yeah i mean let's start with green goblin you mm. think like green goblin definitely a villain nope he's actually the basically the hero that spider-man wasn't up until spider-man showed up he was basically that one spider-man goblin what are you doing here i don't recall meeting you before arachnid 
And what I am doing is protecting the innocent from criminal scum like you and your symbiote friends. No, he's the greatest. He's he's just the fucking greatest. He's got this, he's got this rich, like, Veronica. He's got but a... He has a Latin accent. Deep, deep, sensual Latin accent. Yeah. Veronica. Yeah. Hmm. Spider-Man. So yeah, but they did, a really, they did a really cool thing with him to start where you, like, they play with your expectations. They're like, oh, it's Green Goblin. He's attacking Spider-Man, obviously a villain. Then it turns out that Green Goblin still has personal stakes to Spider-Man, though, because uh, he's probably, but definitely is, like, he's not up MJ with his baby mama. mother. Yeah, yeah, he's hooking up with his baby. It's like, what you doing living with my baby mama? I mean, we don't we don't know how he went from human to bestial, but... You know who he's like? He's, uh, he's like the dude from uh, Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like uh, Huego Montoyo. Yeah. You killed my father. Right. Prepare to die. Yeah. That that's yeah. that's the closest comparison that like he's like that. He's got that Spaniard. He's got that level of like humor but serious like drama to him at the same time. That's the best comparison I can actually do for that character. Honestly, it's a yeah, fun that, character. That's pretty good. And then uh Vulture is a vigilante. Yeah. Human, he's a human uh He's a human beast role hybrid. I'll be honest with you. He, he uh, his episode. He's only in one episode, and for me, it was kind of boring. Because you already had you already had one green flying dude. <laughs> Given I'm realizing the kind of like repeats in the Spider-Man universe with the color green. It's not easy being green. But res besides the point, like I didn't find Vulture that interesting. He's not the worst one, but he's just like he needed more episodes. He didn't get well, what Goblin he, got. He literally had the same stick as Goblin. Like the only difference being like. He was like, "Oh, Spider-Man, you have no idea what this fight's actually about, and you're a, you're a poor example for this fight because of it." This basically was his old drag because he was a very bad man when he was a kid. Yeah, I'm gonna make up so for it. That, that's about that's about how it rolls. And, and yeah, it's it's all right. It's a it's a good episode, but like at the same time, Goblin is more fun and more charismatic, and you could could, could easily forget about Vulture. Yeah. Craven, Craven is Craven. Well, he's just known as the Hunter. Yeah, he's just called the Hunter in this one. Because it is, it isn't Craven. It's a completely different individual. Yeah. And his, his two big changes, which are both pretty fascinating, as one he's well, I guess Craven was also kind of a, a gun for hire, but. Well, it's still different well, because it's it's a societal thing. Like he's basically like the kings. He's like the high society assassin. He, he's like, yeah, he's he's the go-to assassin for the the high evolutionary and Sir Ram and them. Sir Ram, I think more so. Uh, like he hires, it's the one human they like because he kills other humans, uh, if given the given the money. Um, he's totally a drug addict though. <laughs> and, no, yeah, like that's the other big thing is that his uh, his jungle serum is like literally killing him. Yeah, but then, like, Spider-Man confronts him about it. He's just like, you you have, like, years to live if you keep using this. And he's just like, you know, man, you gotta do what you gotta do. I'd rather fucking burn out than fade away. Now, given a basically, But basically that. I'm like, oh, shit, this guy don't give a fuck. And you know right. what? All, all the better to him because it made him a more interesting character. Like, he was like, yeah, I know what's killing me. I want, I don't care. Yeah, but he still loses. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, shit, I just justified my drug use and I still fucking lost. I'm like, yeah, because you don't win with drugs. Play play the PSA. Winners never, uh, eggs frying pans couch <laughs> oh you fucking talking about that commercial with the like this is your brain on drugs and she just starts smashing up everything in yeah. the kitchen i'm like yeah yeah this isn't my brain on drugs this is your brain on drugs you need to lay chill the fuck out <laughs> you just smashed up this whole kitchen you find out it's not even her fucking kitchen yeah, co cocaine is a hell of a drug <laughs> an excellent job. 
It is. Um, so, but let's talk about Venom and Carnage. So they're not reimagined, but they show up, but they are reimagined in a way. They are and they're not, but they're, they're just, they they show up in episode one, then they kind of forget about them for a while, then they show back up, then we kind of forget about them for a while, and then there's something in the attic. (laughs) Because they have their Uh, own, like, side story going on. Like, they traveled... They actually are the reason that all of this happened. They tra- they 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 uh they jumped on the rocket yeah they hijacked the, the rocket ship because they're like there's something there's some kind of like voice in their heads uh and what's it I don't remember what the fucking basically breed they they just had a call to like get out and spread yeah that's kind of like like yeah we're gonna hook up there's an orgy on counter earth and we gotta fucking hit it bruh uh Venom and I got some of the the Miller Light and a few Jägermeisters and we're just gonna go fucking nuts. No, that's not what happened at all. That would be a very, very more interesting uh, National Lampoon version of Spider-Man. Uh, I would see that. Anyways, so I, uh, that's that's another time. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to look up. I'm trying to look up what they the synop the synoptic. So there's something on Counter Earth called the synoptic, which is like a version of they're just mind parasites, and they're very similar to symbiotes. And for some reason, they want to be in control of it. It's a side story that happens throughout. So while you have like the 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 high evolutionary and bestials versus the the humans and revolution uh the humans and the um i was gonna say rebels but whatever uh then you have this third side story that kind of gets touched on I'm like yeah venom and carnage are underground playing with their parasitic crustacean worms um and then there's like one episode that focuses on venom or just to be fair it's a, it's a pretty solid episode yeah uh, basically high evolutionary captures him and force separates him from the symbiote and as it turns it out, in this version of the lore, if you've been connected with the symbiote for so long, users who are uh, bonded for a long time die after prolonged separation. So he's literally going through like death, deathly withdrawals. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's and it's tragic because he ultimately like he didn't want to rebond, and he rebonded just to save uh, the doctor's life, the doctor and her son. It was actually quite of an inter- quite an interesting episode. I agree with you; it's one of the better ones. Um, it's it's also one of the rare occasions you get to see Spider Man willingly choose to put on the black spider suit again. Yeah, that's right. He does put on the black spider suit because it, uses... it was the only way to carry it. Yeah, because uh, it's dying as well. Because they because the symbiote dies without Eddie Brock. Oh and yeah, Brock is dying without it, <laughs> and. Carnage is like, this is bullshit, but he isn't, isn't really working too hard to fix it. Um, also, they did something that I guess actually they show Carnage do in the comics, but I didn't know this was a thing. But they, when they bond to the symbiotes, they're completely, like, malleable. They stretch and ooze and everything. Like, you're like, there's a human body in there somewhere. I'm pretty sure of it. But you wouldn't know. Like, at one point, Carnage gets a hole, like, blown right through him. In a very Carnage way, he dips his head down and looks right through it. And looks at the guy who shot him from the back, and then he like sticks his head through the hole and for and like rearranges it all like T one thousand style. It was very like, oh shit, they really fucking change you up. <laughs> that's yeah, just no, my that, observation. No, that is definitely something that they can do. It's just not. It's one of those powers that like if a writer remembers to include it, they will. Otherwise, they won't. Sort of thing. Mm. It's so fucking weird, uh, and they're very bony. You, like you, oh, yes. their design is interesting. You see, like it's this weird. It's um, so weird um what's next fuck uh well uh so how did this show do ryan <laughs> not well <laughs> well it it uh it aired weirdly i believe like so when i saw it um i think what according to like the research that we kind of did which is you no know, extensive we have a whole team of people uh that we feed cans of spam to look this up so you know high quality stuff uh they're all yeah uh, they're not essential uh, no <laughs> um yeah, no, it was a. Uh, it, it didn't last long. 
it it aired like two episodes i think before it got canceled uh i know i had a lot of fan backlash i guess like when looking into this and finding out like how many people like just did not care about this show well i mean uh, you have to think though it did go from like spider-man the animated series which is like everyone's goddamn favorite and then it turned into something completely different so i don't necessarily blame people but from what i heard it wasn't necessarily even like a ratings thing because apparently the show did really well they just couldn't convince people to pick it up for a second season right and it was going up against pokemon and D digimon pokemon uh, digimon batman beyond yeah and by the way this spider-man unlimited is very very much has like a batman beyond kind of feel to it it's not as great as that show but it is like Oh no, not even close. I would. Not I mean, it, it has a feel to it that like it could have been. But anyways, yeah, no, it didn't do great. Um, then the, like later on, Fox Kids, um, like after Aaron, they canceled a few episodes, and then they, they resume Aaron the show later on, in like a year or two later, and they aired all thirteen episodes, and they left it with the last fucking ending on a cliffhanger, um, which I. <laughs> It, it bums me. I didn't like. I didn't like hold on to it for the rest of my life naturally. But when this oh, came back up for the show, I like rewatched it. I'm like, oh shit, man, that's really that's a fucking cliffhanger. Oh, it's one. Of the, it's that annoying type of cliffhanger too, where like everyone gets it's... buried by rubble, <laughs> and they're like, that's oh, it. Oh yeah, that too. But like, it literally happens in like the last ten seconds without. They basically almost complete their mission. They're like, and Eddie Brock's like, oh shit, and they're like, what? I'm like, uh, we lost. <laughs> yeah, and the building falls on top of them, and then like. The, the spores start coming out like, of everything. Come out yeah. of the ground, and it's just like to be continued. And you're like, uh, nope. <laughs> JK. Just joking. Um, um, actually, you found you found uh, the creators. I did. did. I did. did. I did find uh, the the outline for season two and what it would have entailed. But before we do that, Ryan, if yeah. you were given the job, you know, Fox or Saban or whatever comes to you and like Ryan. You are now the chief writer of Spider-Man Unlimited. I need you to write season two. What would you do? Oh, fuck you, dude. You put me right on the spot. Uh, I didn't study for this exam. Oh, let me take a drink of my beer. Why right. well, waste time to try to figure this out? I would have had Peter Parker uh, lift up the giant piece of building rubble on his head, throw it down the ground, and go like, fuck this. Uh, I'm not going back. I'm not going back to Earth. I'm going to try to hook up with Lady Vermin, maybe even hook up with the good doc. You know, I don't mind being a stepdad. That's fine. That's cool. Whatever. This shit is done. I'm out of here. I'm sick of this shit. I'm I'm only in my early twenties. Uh, my back is out. Fuck this. I'm done. I'm good. You guys can have the shit. That, hmm. Sorry. That's that's the best I came up with on the fucking spot. Is just that that's what I would do as a Spider Man. Is like I'm just gonna give up. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna hook up with my landlady and I also have this side hustle who's half rat because. Eh. I mean, that sounds like a Spider-Man who probably lives somewhere here in Milwaukee. I'm pretty sure I know, like, three of those guys. Wow, it doesn't really end happily. <laughs> David, See, how would you end it? <laughs> nope, mine wasn't happy either. Well, okay. kind of. David, so, how would you end this season? Well, I would I would have season two be very much focusing on, like, should I, shouldn't I leave sort of thing. And I think what he's going <laughs> to do I is honestly... Should I stay or should I go now? Because if I do, there will be trouble. I'd but say if I don't, it will be double. Halfway through the arc... Of, of season two he defeats the high evolutionary for good and then you focus on like a subplot of trying to raise another ship to send john and and spidey home and then during the last couple episodes some shit comes up where you have to make where he basically has to make the choice like i can't take this ride with john i can throw john into space and save him and stay behind or we both die, or something like that. Like, one of those situations, like, oh, the rocket doesn't have enough propulsion if both of us are on board, that sort of thing. Yeah. Just have it end with him, like, 
sacrificing going back and like sending John in back into the past and then staying on counter earth season three <laughs> go drop this fall I say they say fuck it both John and Spider-Man go like guys you know dude listen this is the best that we're gonna get you know I have this you know cute redhead in the resistance spider bro I don't know what you got going on you got that weird like reptile uh, re weird like rat lady going on thing I don't know that could be your thing whatever but you know I think we should just like lay low start a podcast <laughs> and you know just ride this thing out it can't be any worse than coming back in 2020 and we're like i'm sorry what virus is going on pandemic nah fuck this let's go back to counter earth now we don't know everything that he planned to do but larry brody the guy who wrote spider-man unlimited did have the first five episodes drafted for season two and it basically went with part two uh, it starts with him and goblin and vulture apparently um basically stopping the synoptic and Stopping High Evolutionary and Sir Ram all in one go. That's that's but productivity. Venom and Carnage have merged into an awesome villain known as King Carnage. You know what? I think they briefly show King Carnage. There is a moment, uh, I will say, there is a moment in the show that Venom and Carnage merge, but they don't really put focus on it. Uh, do you remember that? See, I don't think it was, I don't think it's actually on the show. Because I know what you're talking about, and I watched it on YouTube before I'd watched Spider-Man Unlimited, and then for the life of me, I didn't see it happen throughout the 13 episodes. <laughs> uh, I don't I, I don't know what episode it, it David, it lasts for like uh, three seconds. I swear. It's it's so like, it comes out of nowhere. It just happens, and then it's ended the moment that it happens. It's not like drawn out at all. Uh, they don't call it King Carnage, but there is a moment where Eddie Brock and, and uh, Cassidy, and I'm just saying Venom and Carnage, why the fuck am I making it more complicated than it needs to be? Uh, Venom and Carnage do fuse into like this weird ass like hybrid. I just Google searched it and I can't fucking find it. <laughs> so, um, oh dude, the rest of the season was going to be lit though. Okay, so season or ep the next episode after that, they basically oh, established. I found it. A new... oh. <laughs> it's uh, weird. They... <laughs> it's so fucking weird. <laughs> they okay. do establish a new government with Jameson basically being like the human leader and Lord Tiger being the bestial leader. That makes sense. And then and then Goblin fucking comes home to Nanko and Shane. He's just like, listen, I'm all green and shit. And, and Peter has to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and uh, the villain for that episode is not one, but three black cats. Bestial Siamese cat sisters. Huh. Somehow I feel like that's possibly racist, given the Siamese part. And twins. And uh, 16. The Siamese twins, but yeah. Sorry. 16 looks dumb, so we're going to move on. 17... A bestial movie producer offers Spidey a deal to star in a human exploitation film. <laughs> Do you think I'm fucking joking? No, I don't. I wanted. I want to see that. <laughs> oh shit! And he finds Counter Earth Mary Jane. Oh, does he? Yeah. Last dance of Mary Jane. Last time. Eighteen. To kill the pain, man. King Carnage does some shit. Yeah. So, so Ryan. Yeah. And I promise I did not read this before I came onto the podcast, but episode eighteen is literally what I told you was going to happen. Oh, what year prediction was? They opened up an interdimensional portal to bring back the high evolutionary to Counter-Earth. Um, but then Spidey stops it, and he tries to use the portal to return to Earth. And um, instead, uh, Jameson goes through the portal instead. This is not my idea of a happy ending. <laughs> okay. So, all right, cool. So you pre I, I prefer my ending now. Now that I know that yours exists, uh, now I'm going to demand. Well, that's mind. not the ending. That's oh, the mid-season hook. Ugh, that's the mid-season hook. Three seasons? No, 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 no. That that's halfway through season two. Oh God. Uh, Dude, it looks we didn't like... get halfway through season one. 
<laughs> oh my god, so many interesting shit. Lady Ursula becomes the head of the Russian black market. Ha! An excellent job. <laughs> Electro okay. basically becomes Doctor Doom. That's kind of interesting. I don't know how and, that's possible, but I'm interested in that. And Tell a Counter Earth, but and a Counter Earth Panther, who's basically the bestial equivalent of Black Panther. Yep. Okay, I'm for that. <laughs> it's, I'm for that. And then Saram kicks Spider Man's ass, and then he then rockets start coming out. It basically ends in another, um, uh, you know, big ass cliffhanger for season two as well. You need to not keep making the cliffhangers, buddies. Um, I don't know. Overall. Fuck, David, what do we think about this? What do I, oh, what do I think about um, Spider-Man Unlimited? Yeah. Um, Let's wrap this I up. I don't, I don't, oh, I, I was planning on it. I don't <laughs> think it deserves, I don't think it deserves the hate, but I totally understand why it keeps getting forgotten. Like, okay. this is, this is not necessarily a hidden gem, but it's so unique, I wish it got at least a little more representation. Like, throw us that Easter egg of the different suit, or like, you know I mean, something, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Like, there's, there's really good chunks of this show that are actually really decent, but it's not good enough to, to, like, justify watching it outside of, a like, a curiosity, if that makes sense. I, I think it's worth watching. If it, if it had a better resolution, I might agree with you, but the fact that it literally ends on, fuck you. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is that. I've watched shows, like, it sucks. That sucks. It sucks that it got canceled and it ends on a cliffhanger. Um... I'd say it's worth watching. It's, you know, it's such a different Spider-Man. Like, there's no... Like, so many Spider-Man shows are always, like, a different interpretation of kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. This one really goes out there. Like, when I say this is, like, the Batman Beyond of Spider-Man, it is. It's like Batman Beyond and for Spider-Man. Like, and by that I mean you have a whole new type of Spider-Man, in a way, like, suit, like design-wise... Uh, thrown in a completely different fucking world that you're not used to so it, it builds up like a new a new universe a, a new set of rules like with the society between humans and beasts and just it's conceptually this is a very fascinating show it is totally worth it should have been totally worthy of of um like spider-man spider-verse type situations like this spider-man could should have showed up somewhere down the line because it's that different but ultimately in the end it does it doesn't really go too interesting honestly and, and it's unfortunate because it's not any different from any other normal spider-man episode like looking back at spider-man shows um this one isn't like spider-man 81 or anything that terrible it's very much similar to oh, the animated it, yeah it's it's Yes, correct. It's, it's a lot better than 81. It is. But it's no... Like, the way they tell the story and, like, the kind of level of cheesiness and, like, seriousness isn't really any different from the Spider-Man animated series. That's why I was able to watch that and then follow with this and really follow it and really be into it. And it has, like, a... It is completely different. It's a lot of weird shit. Um, and I think... I'll be honest. I think what it is is the reason I think a lot of people had, like, problems with it um, when it came out, like, 20 years ago when they were kids is, like, I think certain people um had a hard time like grasping like this is so different from what i'm used to with spider-man i hate it everything about it is so different but with me i was like this is really cool like automatically this is just a different universe i don't see this as a continuation for spider-man i think this show would have been better now than it than it, than it was 20 years ago because more I people agree. yeah because more people are more accepting of a different spider-man so, yeah no it, it's definitely another like it's one of those cases of wrong place wrong time and, and like Again, something to note, it actually did do moderately well. It got really good ratings. Well, 
not ratings, but viewership. Like it had pretty decent viewership, even going up against really heavy hitting shows of the era, which I think also hurts its rememberability is like, it's literally around the time that shows like Batman Beyond, Digimon and Pokemon, which all three arguably swept the nation simultaneously. They just got Spider-Man Unlimited. Right. Well, you can finish this series in four hours. It's only thir- like 13 episodes, 20 minutes long. Um, and you can just get a bunch of friends and really... I think it should be watched. That's where I'm at with this. I, I still enjoy this. Like, we're watching this. I, I'm like, yeah, this is fun. I will admit there's, like, after watching... Like, we're doing this recording, like, much later than from when I watched it. And it's like, there's parts where it just kind of, like, forget. But that's, like, with all cartoons of that time. This, this show was no... Uh, doesn't shouldn't get fault for that because it's nothing. It's not doing anything different from other shows, but it is so different. It should be at least experienced. I think it's so weird. Yeah, absolutely. Like it is. It's just it's just this really offbeat Spider-Man show, but it isn't bad by any means. But I feel like at the end, that's why I'm kind of at the take it or leave it standpoint. Because like you're not, it isn't must-watch material, but you're not going to hate yourself for watching it unless like. You're a super purist, and you're just like, not my Peter, and you know, whatever. <laughs> no, like, no, not my Peter. Not my Parker. Times... <laughs> I wonder how many times that's been said in a hotel. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's fair. It's weird to watch this 30 and not have the nostalgia, I guess, Like, but I had the nostalgia. So. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm coming in like fully with no nostalgia vibes whatsoever. Yeah. And you kind of, you have to kind of like watch it as an assignment for a podcast, so that kind of like puts a skew on things yeah but it was what um, i wanted to see though to be fair like i did choose yeah. the show i didn't that's like true. that's yeah. it you chose all the shows for this i um, did speaking of future shows should we oh should we segue tease? on yeah should we tease Do- what what the next one is yeah yo give neil patrick Kelly some lines hey scaly know where i can get a little tail <laughs> who do they think they are johnny knoxville so this is going to be an interesting uh, next episode down the line. So, and that uh, with that boat, that's all we can say. We're not going to narrate it now. We, uh, we're not going to we're not going to go through that fucking review because uh, we haven't watched it yet. <laughs> nope. Um, but anyways, that was this episode of the TV Junk Care Podcast. If you want to watch more, there's only a few thus far. I mean, we don't have many. We're still young. We're still figuring it out. So you can catch up. But you know, we try. We try to be fun here. We try to get some, you know. Um, comments, criticisms, witticisms for some people who like to use that term of phrase. <laughs> An excellent job. Um, and if you ever want to have a comment, uh, you know, you could just follow us on Facebook and make that comment uh, at Video Junkyard or follow us on Instagram with, uh, or Twitter. You know what? There's going to be like a pre-recorded thing at the end of this that just tells you how to follow it. Just fucking do that. These lines may never be heard. <laughs> <laughs> God knows that I don't remember this shit. Um, God I'm not, only knows. I'm one of those like assholes who hit his 30s and like, let's make a podcast. But I'm like, yeah, but I don't think it's going to be the greatest thing on earth, but it's fun and enjoyable. I enjoy watching things with you, David. I enjoy, I enjoy talking about shit. Yes, all that sentimental bullshit you just said. Wow, how automated. how automated. How automated. I am now podcast bot. You have been listening <laughs> to podcasts. This is not a podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> You've been listening to podcast. <laughs> you have been listening to podcast. Affirmative. <laughs> uh so anyways uh i guess we should thank them for listening if they, if you made it this far we thank you yes much thanks many clap many clap mm. all of it you got all the clap we are so appreciative of your support and listening please clap no th- them not well, us fuck. i can't hear them i can hear me though 
Yes. Please yeah, love us. Rate us. One to you and one to me. Hey, wasn't that a really fun show? Smart, witty, full of wonderful commentary. And we just never, ever talk about right. this again. Yeah, we talk about okay, it. We just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the TV junkyard. All right, bye. I like your energy, hombre. What do you say you and I ride go-karts later? I want to go horseback riding. This show is part of the TV junkyard podcast family. And if you actually ended up liking what we made here, well, you always left me satisfied and smiling. That's what she said. (laughs) Then I might suggest that you check out our other shows. And the best way to do that is to find and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash videojunkyardpodcast, on Twitter at videojunkpod, and on Instagram at videojunkyardpodcast. All one word. Could you not just let me enjoy this moment of not knowing something? I mean, it happens so rarely. I want to take this opportunity to thank you again for listening to our program. And remember, keep surfing those airways, because you never know what you might find in the TV junkyard. And now you can go back to just being you instead of a one-dimensional character with a silly catchphrase. I've lost contact, sir. What? And that concludes our TV Junkyard Podcast. Have a good night.